This episode is brought to you by Peachy Pockets. Peachy Pockets are warm, cosy, and the perfect place to be on cold, wintry nights. Whether it's a long-term option or just for a night, Peachy Pockets provide the perfect environment to relax and have fun after a long day. Please contact 0800 Peachy for details. Warning, Peachy Pockets may lead to long-term financial burdens such as mortgages, weddings, or offspring. Hi everyone, welcome to episode 20 of Beer and Bants. My name's Chris. My name's James. And yes, yeah, so we've uh, 20, 2 zero, James. Uh, 20, it's the big 20, right? Oh. It's, well, in some ways it's been quite quick and then other ways it seems to have like been quite hard work to get here as well. So it's quite it, a strange It does seem mix. like hard work, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what we haven't done. We haven't, we haven't said, oh, this episode number shall be this, this type of beer. Oh, uh, no. I, I was no, looking, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. Well, we were looking through uh, that Google Doc that we have as Google Doc to keep things up to date. Yeah. And uh, I have noticed you reserved a random episode. So oh, there is a, yeah, there is, an, there is. Yeah, yeah. Just in case I want to uh, put one in there. I've got it scheduled in. But yeah, I'm a little bit concerned about that. But yes, yeah, uh, we'll go straight into no the Trident. For it as well. <laughs> oh no, yeah. it's costing me money, isn't it? Right, so the Trident tested for this episode is a beer that I posted online not too long ago, James, just to update everybody with what's going on behind the scenes. Uh, it's yeah. from Northern Monk, and it's called Faith, which is a hazy pale ale. Uh, it's 5.4%. Um, do you want to have a swig, or do you want to read through the can? Which, is, which would you prefer? I'll, I'll read. I'll read through the. Okay, uh, James is attempting to can. read, so it's, probably, it's his first it, time. It's hard. It's hard, right? Okay, I've got. I've got uh, no, no, what about the can, mate? Sorry. Oh, okay. Well, what I love is the same joke I was going to make is on the can. You've got to have faith. Uh, this is brewed in the That's north with Brian Dixon. Yeah, it is. Yeah, terribly, I know, but it is a joke. Um, not as big a joke as me, Chris, but it is a joke. <laughs> <in that>. um, <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> a up when Northern Monk a few years ago we set out to brew some of the best beer in the world from a damp cellar in the north um, if I'm honest this is the thing I find about a lot of Northern Monk beers they don't ever really put much tasting notes about their beers it's very mm. much the brand is is, North, is kind of the Northern Monk the facts that it's from up north um, and they put more information about who's actually brewed it than the <laughs> like the actual beer itself so brian dixon it says describes an affable and vaguely eccentric brewing wizard in oversized wellies um but the actual beer itself has no tasting notes at all um which is kind of ridiculous but what it looks like from the vague like information that i've got <laughs> <laughs> right, well, it's I'll a like, fruity, juicy, <clears throat> hazy pale ale, right? That's that's what we've got. That's all we've got to go on. Chris, I've so. already had a swig, so I'll let you have a swig while I kind of give you like my analysis of it. So uh, it is it quite is, it a, is very hazy. And it's, very it is hazy, but it's a very light yellow color. Um, mm. Now there is a hoppiness to it initially, but there is kind of like a very subtle sweetness at the end. Um, very kind of lemon citrusy kind of sweetness kind of thing. Uh, not sourness, but like. Yeah, it's refreshing citrusy. It's not really citrusy, but it is kind of fruity. I, I can't really place what it is. And I think, yeah, if, a bit of information on the can would have helped analyze yeah. that a little bit more. Um, like I say, it, it's kind of fruitiness, but it's very soft. It's very subtle. It's not over the top in terms of like juicy flavors that we've had potentially on some of the sours that we've had mm. uh, that really pack kind of real fr fruit. But there is kind of that. I, I agree. It's. It's not overly sweet, but there is a bit of sweetness. Like, well, it's it's yeah. a bit more hoppy than what a normal pale ale would be, um, but it's not a complex hoppiness. 
So you do get that little bit of bitterness, but with that little sweetness at the end just kind of lifts it a little yeah. bit more and it kind of brings it back more to that kind of traditional kind of pale ale sort of style that you'd recognise. Yeah, no, I definitely, I, yeah, I definitely agree with that. These, it, it's one of these that I think isn't too overcomplicated. It's not trying <clears> to be too much. Um, quite understated, I think, as well. Like, it's not over the top on flavours or anything like that. Um, you know, it's almost like a bog standard you know, pale at the end of the day, I think, you know, quite, quite easily drink, quite comfortable, yeah. but um, the fact is, it's a very pleasant drink. Well, yeah, well, I gave it, um, when I had to do the announcement that we were running behind because of the restrictions which had caused us issues, this was just one that really piqued my interest, and I hadn't tried it before at that particular point either. Yeah. So as soon as I tried it, I was like, actually, I think this is one that there's enough for both of us, so you still got the yeah. happiness that you enjoy but there's still something more to it that's a little bit lighter that I, I think is a, a nice all-round beer. Um, but yeah, it's, quite, it's one of those ones that you could quite easily have a decent session on. Um, yeah, no, I, I agree. I'm just trying to pick out what kind of fruit it is, because like you say... Yeah, it, it's, it's really difficult to try and identify. It doesn't seem necessarily citrusy, but it is quite light, and there is that little, little sweet hint at the end. It's a bit more like tropical, a little yeah. bit. Maybe um, a bit more pineapple or something like that. Yeah. I think we've had grapefruit quite a lot, and I might—I'm not sure—but things a lot of a lot of those tropical fruits do have similar tastes, especially when it's not like I say it is very understated. Yeah, so it's a, it's a sort it of hint really hard to place, but um, right at the forefront. Yeah, yeah. no, yeah, it's um, say, it's a very very, very pleasant, good. enjoyable drink, and it's five point four percent, and it doesn't feel that it's particularly that strong either. So not um, at all, not at all. It is you one could definitely quite easily drink quite a lot, that, to be fair. Yeah, and then wonder why your legs don't work afterwards. <laughs> That's just most of the time, let's be honest. We know, though. We know. We're not I don't stupid. Know. We know what they don't want. I don't know what you mean. Uh, yeah, so uh, anybody who's after something a little bit different with a little bit of hoppiness and a little bit of subtle sweetness just to bring it as an all-round balanced drink, definitely give that a bash. Uh, right, James, so uh, what did you want to talk about? Was it a uh, particular superhero show on amazon prime yeah i think it's something me and you have said we should talk about for the last two episodes and i think we get so sidetracked by (laughs) yeah we get so sidetracked by other things that it just kind of gets put to the side um but i think it's something we both you started watching i believe you watched a few episodes i think yeah um but i've watched kind of i'm on the second season it's it's the boys on amazon prime hashtag not sponsored but you know what we haven't done a plug for a while if amazon do want to sponsor the podcast we are incredibly open to bribery and any kind of sponsorship so you know, get in contact because i'm sure all those uh those big marketing people at uh, amazon are, are listening to this why wouldn't they well who i mean listen to this? Our, uh, our last uh, episode where we did it was like special special featured stuff from the brewery went so well. I mean, what could possibly go wrong there? Eh? What uh, could possibly go wrong? <laughs> but yeah, the, the boys. So does, anybody doesn't kind of hasn't really heard of the boys. Essentially, it's more of a um, a realistic take on if there were superheroes in the world and how they would actually like use it into like capitalist gain and you know market yeah. them. It's like kind of like a Essentially, a bit more like a superhero, like security agency is probably the best way to describe it. Yeah, so I mean, the actual like TV show itself kind of centers around this team of vigilantes, if we say, who yeah. basically keep keep these superheroes at check, who basically use and abuse their abilities. So as opposed to using their abilities for good, they abuse them uh, for their own gain. Yeah. Um, and like you say, the, the main group of superheroes is 
is almost like, you know, if, if people had powers, let's be honest, what would happen is they would sell that power, that protection for money, because yeah. there's no way you would give that away for free, right? Like, you know, if you would use it as a celebrity, you know, you'd be on Instagram, you'd have loads of followers. Um, you know, you'd probably appear on podcasts like this, kind of a scene podcast um, <laughs> to really increase your followership. Um, you know, if any superheroes out there who want to appear on the podcast, by all means, it will help us, I think, quite. <laughs> uh, just so you know, James, it's not real. What? What? I, mean, I know the you're thing, guys, I know you very excited anybody, by home. Anybody can be a hero, even by the little things you do, the good acts, they all add up, right? I'm looking like as you say. This isn't that, a Christian I, podcast, I want to make this clear. No, it's I'm, not I, I, I literally threw I threw open my mouth as you were you saying that. It just <laughs> it's horrific. I'm not too sure if it's what you said or the fact you were saying it or the way you were saying it. Either way, I feel genuinely helpless. disturbed. Yeah, yeah. It's not something I normally say. I hate <laughs> people. I'll be honest, Chris. If I had superpowers, I would definitely do terrible things with them. Like, if I could turn invisible or get away with stuff, then I would rob every bank possible. I'd have all the money. I'd do whatever I wanted. uh, That new version of the invisible moment. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Let's not turn this perfect, okay? (laughs) Let's be very clear. I mean, (laughs) with that accent. Hmm. Maybe with this accent. Oh, no. See, I heard it then. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, no, I what, okay. What would you, what would you do? Like, if you had a superpower, what, what would what would you be doing with it? Um, I think I would feel very much. I would slot more into the anti-hero uh, guide of things. <laughs> Villain. No, no, no anti-hero is like <laughs> one of the things where yeah. it's not cross the line completely, but a little oh, bit on no, the edge. Yeah, don't kill anybody. But every now and again, the rage is going to take over, and something's going to go wrong. But. <laughs> Yeah, I know that about myself, so... No. <laughs> it's all about managing yourself, James. <laughs> wow. What? Are you, t- are you telling me that you wouldn't be the... I know. Sorry, that was just such a real answer. I wasn't expecting it, you know. <laughs> what? I'm, I'm known for brutal honesty. That's literally the only I know, thing I, just, I, I, I For some reason, I thought you'd make a very jokey answer or something, but no, it just turned into, yeah, I'd probably lose control at some point and do something I shouldn't. Yeah, pretty much. I get that. So what the question is that what superpower would you actually choose? If you oh, could? it's a hard one, isn't it? Because that is that is one of the classic pub questions. Like if you if you know if you had any superpower in the world, what would it be? Or what would you do with it and stuff like that? Um, I think I'd, I like flight or teleportation. Anything travel based for me, I suppose. Because I because I, I am um, like a bus wanker. I suppose is the only way you can describe. Oh my it. days! Yeah. What? Carry on. Hey, that wasn't a banned word. Don't you look at me like that. Um, it's not a great word, I know. But I, so I, I catch bus to work and stuff like that. So I spend a lot of my time traveling. And I think for me, it's, I feel like a lot of waste of time. So any power that could shorten that would save me a lot of time, right? And, you know, um, my, my girlfriend lives in Burton-on-Trent. So that's quite a far distance from me as well. So like, I think anything that could shorten that distance. So yeah, kind of flight, teleportation, something like that. Um, okay. I think that's a classic one. But yeah, I think that'd be, that'd be a good one. Uh, for me, I think it'd have to be either the healing ability or yeah. magnetism. Like Magneto. Magneto is one of my favourite villains of everything. <laughs> I love Magneto. But again, sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. You never quite know. I've, you know yeah. I understand the thought process. Again, because that, that thing, I, I think the best one I've ever had when I, uh, when I was completely drunk um, at university, when people like asking these questions, right? Um, is, okay, if you had a superpower, but you couldn't control it, right? So let's say your superpower was flight, 
but you couldn't stop flying. So whatever superpower you have has this drawback to it as well. So like in your example, like you could be like Magneto, but you wouldn't be able to turn it off. So like you would just be constantly attracting every piece of metal towards you. Um, it would just be annoying more than anything, wouldn't it? Right. Well, it depends on how much control you have over it, really. So because I think if you were invisible, then I think that's not such a bad one. That's kind of if you're always invisible, right? You know, you can always put. I mean, clothes so, on but the thing is that people will not, not always see you. Uh, have you ever had to, well? There's a you can't you saying about the invisibility. There was a a film quite a few years back. Uh, called The Invisible starring... Man, yeah. Yeah, it's quite popular, that one, yeah. Uh, no, that was actually not the one I was thinking of. It was a oh, Chevy okay. Chase film, so it was called Memoirs of an Invisible Man. Mm. Uh, no, it's a I very... I've actually seen that, yeah. <clears throat> great film. Uh, uh, yeah. But what I liked about that was actually someone... He was basically caught up in an accident at work and was made invisible, but didn't want the abilities, so it was him trying yeah. to get out of it, but then obviously people were after him because they wanted to get that ability from him and the whole trying to balancing like it's, it's like essentially just on the run something that was inadvertently something to, like he nothing to do with him he just yeah. got caught up in the the chain reaction so to speak but yeah i mean i think that's quite a good uh representation of what you were saying about yeah like yeah, yeah. Kind not of wanting it so it. trying to deal with yeah. it yeah yeah so yeah i mean but I don't know why that just popped into my head as we're talking about that, but that's yeah. def- definitely a good film. I love Chevy Chase. Chevy Chase was amazing. Yeah, Ch- Chevy, Ch- Chevy Chase is good to be fair. It's, um, oh, there's a great TV show called Community, which is in, which is hysterical. You know what? I haven't watched that. Like, I, I think it's good. I think it's one of those, that qu- it's quite cheesy to watch after the fact, like if you've never, like, um, if you've never certain, seen it. But I think it's American still worth sitcoms watching. Like, I'm a bit yeah. wary of. So I quite liked it because it was a bit... Um, it was a bit meta, which I kind of liked. So in a similar aspect to Deadpool, like it had these very meta moments where it's almost like they knew they were like in a TV show as well. And yeah. like, which can be really cheesy for some TV shows, but it just carried off quite well. Um, and yeah, it had like different art styles and different like writing styles. And so they just had a lot of fun with it. So it didn't really take itself too seriously. So that's always quite good. Um, but yeah, I mean, it had like six series. So, you know, at least it, was viewed not necessarily it's a good show but enough people liked it that it lasted that long right so yeah no, anyway, anyway no I, I say, I've, never, I've never really watched it i was never i don't know i don't think i was really drawn into the uh the build-up of it so it just never really quite worked for me um mm. but yeah i said joe chase is amazing actor now there's been so many films that he's been involved in as well but uh, one film i do think was very underrated is a film called spies like us have you ever I heard of that, seen that. No. okay so basically it was um Dan Aykroyd and Chevy Chase. And essentially it's the whole Cold War thing. Yeah. But uh, like that, like kind of accidental spies, like kind of thrown in in the deep end. Uh, they kind of go through some training regimen, but it's like the completely wrong people were selected and this type of stuff. Uh, and oh, yeah, which, yeah, the standard kind of comedy. Yeah, It's a whole bit nuclear yeah. like disarmament yeah. and stuff like that, but it's just so stupid. You know, it's just like so silly it's brilliant yeah it's one of those films and i, I think it was it worked perfectly they accidentally like no i'm not going to say one but it's very what's what's the other thing it's mishap after mishap do you know what i mean there's no yeah yeah you know, nothing ever goes to however they plan it if anything goes well it's sheer fluke there's no pre-planning and premeditation yeah to it. but it's kind of that charming bumbling thing where they go from yeah. one state to the type of thing that we enjoy as brits yeah yeah yeah, but yeah, that, that's uh, if you haven't seen that film, definitely 
Yeah, no. I, I mean, to be fair, what we should say is now we're on the just subject of movies. Uh, last episode, we talked about our favourite sporting movies. Um, you know, we came up with some really good ideas. And then I hate to say, um, I mean, the ideas that I've heard from, from some of the audience, I just don't think are that good, <laughs> if I'm honest. Um, I think is a good term. Questionable, yeah. You know, because everybody has their own tastes. Um, Blade of Glory was the one passed on to me. Um, uh, that's which is, I've never yeah. even watched it because it just looked terrible. Um, yeah, I mean, I have watched it. I, I, I think the thing it's like figure skating or something like that, and you know, I, I wouldn't classify the movie about sport. It, it's, it's a comedy kind of thing, but it's not like really focused too much on that. Like, yeah, it's the um, so. isn't it Will Ferrell and the bloke who played Napoleon Dynamite? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they just didn't look appealing. Think, but if you, you know anything on ice, there are so much better ice hockey movies and stuff like that. Why you'd want to watch something rubbish like that? I, yeah. I don't know. Uh, but these are the it, questionable things. Uh, um, I Tonya was another recommendation from. Uh, okay. Alex in Scotland, yeah. I think. That apparently, it's a really interesting uh, film. Okay. I, I can't say I've heard of it, so I'll, I'll add we'll it to like ever growing we'll, list. We we'll wait and won't pass judgment to it. To be fair, so there, there's a few movies I haven't it. like seen because. Uh, another one that was mentioned to me was um, was it eighty eight Le Mans or whatever the new one with uh, Matt Damon. Le Mans. Yeah, you, you mean yeah, Le, Mans. You, Le Mans? Okay, I, sorry, sorry. I have a GCS in French or whatever, but it's not. It's, oh, not it's, helpful. it's working amazingly for you. Mm, I thought so, um, <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's meant to be a really good film. Uh, to be fair, I've heard good things about that. I haven't watched it, but uh, that was about the whole um, GT forty versus uh, Ferrari. Wasn't it? Yeah, so, yeah. Um, thought, yeah. No, I haven't actually seen that one. So. Um, but, um, the story, the story seemed quite interesting as well. To be fair, just kind of a fight between Ford and Ferrari, and kind of oh, yeah, basically was, wanting to show. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we can make something you know luxury and quick and fast kind of thing, and you know, think, it doesn't need to be this. Well, I think the whole real life thing came from um, essentially Ford tried to buy Ferrari, um, and then Ferrari pulled out at the last minute because. Ford weren't prestige enough. So Henry Ford just got annoyed. I went, build something to beat him. And that, it's literally about the whole process of that, really. So, yeah, uh, yeah it's definitely one I do want to watch, but I haven't got around to it. Because so. uh, I think the other one that I think we didn't mention that I wanted to mention is It Man as well, because we didn't um, actually mention that. What in a sports I wouldn't say the first, the first one isn't really sports related, but I would say the second one is because you've got more of a club dynamic in the second one, haven't you? Yeah, uh, for anyone who doesn't know uh, the story of Ip Man, uh, basically he's like one of the grandmasters of a martial art called Wing Chun, um, where basically Harry kind of taught, Harry kind of learned um, the martial arts and also his different uh, teaching methods. Uh, when I believe Ip Man was uh, the grandmaster of Bruce Lee when he did Wing Chun, uh, yeah. before obviously he got kicked out of Hong Kong by his family uh, and went to America and started mixing they up are, the martial arts. They are arts. some brutal, brutal films, especially the first one. I mean, me and you love that movie, so it's probably a story for another time because it is, it's so good with so much history behind it as well. Um, yeah, well, um, what obviously got me into it is the fact I used to do Wing Chun as well, uh, it, so it was something I actually genuinely enjoyed, and just learning the stories and the backstories, I mean, obviously, everything always gets slightly embellished in films, but you, it's, yeah. there's still some accuracies to it as well, so yeah, Ip, Ip Man was an absolutely amazing film and definitely worth a watch. Uh, I do quite, There's quite a few films along those lines I can talk about, but 
maybe we'll bring them back there was a, a different point. Uh, yeah, so tried and tested. That was from Northern Monk, Faith. Um, bit of hoppy bitterness, nothing too complex. Bit of sweetness at the end. Nice, easy balanced drink. Uh, right, so the um, Peter Falk for this episode is from okay. Kirkstall Brewery, and it's called Virtuous, which is an aromatic session IPA. Now, what makes it aromatic, I have absolutely no idea. What I do know is the can is as lively as anything, because when I opened it, it literally exploded all over my head. <laughs> so uh, there was lots of expletives turning the air blue before we started, which was always I mean, a good start. The important thing is you, it's your classic session IPA, so unfiltered, gluten-free, and vegan-friendly, which seems to be the standard trend now, if I'm honest. Like, yeah, I'll let, you have, I'll let you have a uh, quick swing while um, I kind of analyse the look of it. Uh, so okay, yeah. it's, I'd say it's, it is hazy, but it's not as hazy as the faith. Um, yeah, no, I definitely agree. It's, it's not as kind of yellow, luminescent yellow either. Um, yeah. Now the interesting thing for me, color, but... the interesting thing for me is the fact is that it's an aromatic session IPA, yet when you smell it, there's not that much to the nose of it, really. I wouldn't say there is a big aroma to that, to be fair. Um, so it's kind of, I was a bit concerned about how aromatic because normally when I say an aromatic in a session IPA means I'll just throw a ton of hops in it and you know, may, you know maybe make it overly bitter, overly bitter, sorry. I was kind of expecting, um, as we always do, kind of citra. Uh, I was, it's citrus aroma. That's what I was expecting to have like a bit of nose of. Um, Interesting. It always looks a bit clearer get, than mine. Yeah, I see, I do get a little bit of kind of that citrus note to it, in my opinion. Um, are you going to have a swig of it, or are we just going to uh, sit there talking about how it smells all day? I mean, that, I mean, I, I gave you plenty of warning, James. Yeah, there's a... We are on a time limit. <laughs> yeah. Um, you don't look sold on that at all. No, which is interesting, because I, I, I picked this one in the Peter Falk spot over the wildcard, because I thought you may like it a little bit more. Um, and also maybe the lead a bit more into what we've got in the around the world beer. So it's quite interesting yeah, your I, reaction. I think what I'm kind of reacting to more is the hops are there. And the thing is, I like hoppy beer. So for me, it's it's nice. Don't get me wrong. I think what I was confused by is I was expecting a little bit more at the start. Because for me, it's very dry and it's very hoppy. But there doesn't seem to be much flavour to it in the grand scheme of things. I can taste the hops and very little else, if I'm honest. And like... I know you mean about the dry. It's aromatic. I was expecting more flavour to it because, again, the smell, you know, there isn't a lot there. We did focus a lot on the smell, so we do know there wasn't a lot of smell there. But even taste wise, I, I don't taste loads of um, like flavour to it. Well, it's so. interesting what you're saying about the hoppiness because I've just had a swig of it, and yes, there is a dryness to it. I can see what you mean about that. However, I don't think it's actually as hoppy as the face, but I just think the hops they've chosen are a bit more bitter. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, no, I get that. It's because it is that kind of bitter aftertaste, and that's yeah. what I'm picking up on in terms of the kind of hoppiness. But I think, like the faith was more refreshing. Yeah. The faith, you could definitely get that tropical note. You could definitely get some of the kind of fruitiness of it. Whereas for me personally, there there wasn't really any kind of fruitiness to this at all. Um, you know, it's quite a I don't know. It, it's quite a bland IPA, if I'm being bluntly honest. There isn't much kind of uh, flavour to it or anything like that. Um, I'm surprised they also say aromatic because I'm with you. I don't think there's any aroma to that to call it aromatic. No. Um, uh, I'm, I'm quite so surprised yeah, by um, it, really. I, I don't know yeah. what, quite what I was expecting when I, I got these. I've, I've been sitting on 
this particular one for a while. Um, obviously, I had to get a duplicate for the whole social distancing aspect of it. But I don't know, yeah. I think I was expecting a bit more of a bite to it, which is the reason why I put it in this position. But Yeah, I no, I think, I think we've got the same problem, again, we have with it. All of these kind of craft beers is... The information is very little. Like, I like seeing what hops are in beers. Like, yeah. some breweries have started doing it as a default now, so they put what hops are in the beer as kind of part of the description, and they break it up so they've got tasting notes, they've got the um, kind of hops that are used, what malts are potentially used, or anything like that, and it, it, it gives you a good enough detail to have an idea. So, you know, for example, for me, I don't know what hops are in this. I don't think it tastes like citrus hops, if I'm being bluntly honest, but no, at least cool. you know if it's an aromatic session pale and they've got citra hops in it, you know that's the kind of aroma they're going for in the blunt truth of it, but yeah. you, we've not really got that. So um, I'm not really sure what it's trying to be because, like I say, it's a very it's a grand bit, It's a bit no man's land isn't it? There's yeah. Just, yeah. I don't know what it is, apart from disappointing, really. I don't think and it's again, necessarily a bad... Thing, right, I don't well, think it's like, a bad beer. Like, it's just yeah. not what I was expecting with the description that they gave. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, but it's fair, yeah. I think that's the other thing we need to say it is a session IPA right, uh, to be fair this is kind of your very baseline session IPA because it is kind of the watered down, not as kind of hoppy, not as bitter as potentially a, an IPA but then you've got a little bit more of a punch than potentially just your standard session in the, you know, yeah. and that is kind of the in between but um, personally I just like a little bit more flavour and I think you know, with these kind of sessions, I think we quite like tropical sessions. That seems to be yeah. where we go to because we kind of like a little bit of that fruit, whatever it may be, even if it's just a hint of something at the end, it gives you something to come back for. Um, and that doesn't really have that. So, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's not a bad beer in any way, shape, or form. It's just if someone had told me it was a slightly hoppy, sessionable ale, I'd go, yep, completely fine. Yeah, I think it's the actual tagline I've got a disagreement with rather than the beer itself. Yeah, because so, um, I think you're expecting one thing, but actually you're not getting yeah. that. Like, no, so. not at all. Uh, so it's a bit strange. Uh, right, James. Well, we've already geeked out once, so I may as well let you continue game. to geek out. Uh, so uh, what have you been spending most of your time doing recently then, James? Um, I don't I put think that arm away. That's not, that's not what I Yeah, that's <laughs> it. I, You've already I mentioned we're allowed it to talk about so. that on the podcast. Like, <laughs> only on the bus, Chris. Only on the bus. Um, no, <laughs> explains a lot. Uh, carry on. <laughs> uh, so, uh, kind of the main thing I've been doing is uh, playing video games, which you know is a rarity for me these days. Exactly. I, I don't get to play as much as I want to. Um, video games, that is. Oh, sorry. Describe. <laughs> Just clarifying. Uh, but the game we've been playing recently is The Avengers, um, which is... If we haven't talk, mentioned game. about enough about superheroes, why yeah, exactly. not carry on? We've got to mention it. Exactly. We've got a whole superhero theme this time round. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't to realize me. they were so themed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it does seem that way, right? To be um, fair, we didn't plan on going through the whole superhero thing at the start, which yeah. although we mentioned about the boys, we really should have known that that's the way our brain would have gone. Uh, yeah. So yeah. I think it's, that's it's, happened. Yeah. It's, it's very much down that route, but in for a penny, in for a pound. <laughs> yeah, I, I think for me, it's just, it's kind of, uh, it's a good story game. Uh, it's kind of based on what would happen if something went wrong in terms of the Avengers weren't able to save something. Um, 
you know, not to try and give away the story and then trying to like deal with the consequences of that. So if the Avengers broke down and then came back together, similar kind of lines to the movies, but a very different story arc in terms of what comics they're following. So it sounds um, a bit more like Injustice style. Yeah, a little bit is to be fair and that's quite good um and so it's kind of rebanding them and kind of actually having to reclaim their glory a little bit and prove themselves again so um but the, it's for, also just for, quite for, good just know. very quickly uh, for anybody who doesn't know what injustice is essentially yeah. it was a game uh, based around like the dc comic heroes so uh, superman batman wonder Woman, all those type of ones um where it was set in an alternate timeline where i think again things yeah. gone wrong and it was all about power and control so I just wanted to make sure, because obviously some people have no idea. But um, yeah, I was, yeah, and again, the, and I, I was and really main, into, to be honest. And the main thing with Injustice is, what if what if Superman turned evil, right? And that was kind yeah. of the main thing with Injustice is, you know, Superman, this all-powerful being who could essentially be the god of the planet or whatever. If he was, what would yeah. the consequences If he wasn't a good guy, what would happen? Yeah, so that was, yeah, that was that's what I explain what Injustice was. So um, yeah, sorry, James, I didn't want to... Yeah, and, but to be fair, it's not like they're turning evil, it was just kind of the world's turned against them a little bit, so it got disbanded, and it's right, kind okay. of them coming together to face this threat that's kind of coming, you know, and they're right, the only okay. ones who can save it and kind of come back together. But the story is just really good. I think it's just one of those with, you know, new consoles down the line, it, it's clearly kind of the best possible they can get out of the PS4 um, and the current kind of generation of consoles. Um, so it just feels like, it feels really good. And I think the story is just really worth playing. And as a complete nerd, I, no, I tell everyone. you were a nerd. Play. I'm a nerd, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, I think outside of that, I haven't really, uh, haven't really done much. What have, you, what have you been up to, Chris? Um, essentially ripping my house apart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a shame because I mean the, the the good thing is to be fair with with what's happening recently, we've had to social distance gain a little yeah. bit. If I'm honest, that helps because your kitchen is a bit of a bomb site. You're kind of rebuilding at this point, aren't you? I don't know what um, you mean. Actually... <laughs> yeah, do you want to explain what you're currently working on? <laughs> what am I working on, or where am I sitting? Well, you're, <clears throat> where, are you, where are you sitting? Sorry, like... uh, currently sitting in my kitchen, uh, which is half built. Uh, with all the equipment bouncing on a workbench, covered in sawdust, um, <laughs> whilst I'm knocking beer all over my brand new cupboards. So, things are going really well, really smooth. After the eventfulness of uh, my bathroom being redone, which uh, didn't quite go to plan. So, uh, obviously we don't swear on this podcast, so I suggest we probably change the story quite quickly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. No, I respect that. It, it's been a long month. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> it has. It has. It's so one of those weird things. You're about playing so, video games. I'm rebuilding a house. I'm not saying we're at two different stages in our lives, James. Um, but one of us is definitely in the more old man category. <laughs> you. What? <laughs> yeah, all the granddads playing uh, Avengers on their PlayStation. Yeah, I can imagine. You don't know. Right. Yeah, I don't know. You're I, right. You know. When we used to work at game. Uh, all the game shops oh, are available. Uh, they, they were surprising that the amount of like pensioners that would come in that used to spend like an absolute fortune on games, really. So, honestly, like I, I have fond memories of working at game in terms of it. There were some really funny moments, like especially interacting with customers because that's the thing the job I do isn't really customer facing anymore. I know you still have quite a customer facing job in certain ways, in different, in different ways, it's not face to face, but. Um, I don't really get that kind of interaction, which I always found quite funny. Like, especially when I, at university, I was working at Shibar as well. So a lot of it is very much face to face, that thing. 
it's a shame because you do get some really funny conversations and it, it, it's quite, you know, it's quite funny because you do just get to laugh at people. I will say the best thing I saw recently, which I can imagine if I was still working a game I would find really funny, is the new Xbox One, uh, the new Xbox X has come out, right? Um, yeah. And for like a three, four hour period on Amazon, the Xbox One X was outselling it because people are buying the wrong console. Yep, so that was that trending well. above the Xbox X. And I just, I love that because that happened on game all the time. Like, you know, some old pensioner would come in and say, oh, my grandson really wants a, a new PlayStation. It's like, oh, so he wants a PlayStation 4. Oh, no, I think he said a PlayStation 3. Are you sure? Like, are you sure? Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Are, are you sure? Let me just yeah, it's an old no console where there's 4. no game being released and it's two hundred and fifty pounds. So you sure you want that one? Yep, I want that one. Yep. Cool. All Next right. day, All right. the wrong one. Yeah. I know. I told you. <laughs> yeah, and it's the wrong. One. Why didn't you tell me it was the wrong? One? We we did. We we told you it was no livid. But yeah, oh, but I just find that quite funny because I can imagine that have happened at game. Like if we were working oh, yeah. there, we would have had that conversation so many times. Fair. <laughs> I mean, in consumers' defence. The Xbox naming strategy hasn't been isn't great. Isn't one. Yeah, uh, at least yeah. PS5. Yeah. PS4, PS5. That's the progression, right? Um, you've had PS1, Xbox... 2, 3, 4, and 5 coming out. And you've had Xbox, Xbox 360, Xbox One, Xbox One S, Xbox One X, and there they're releasing and Xbox X. <laughs> Series S and Series X. You're like, it's quite easy for someone yeah. to get confused with it, especially with the pricing being in the similar bracket as well. So you're like, yeah, because that's saying the Xbox One X hasn't come down in price yet. No, so it's, it's an yeah. expensive machine. I mean, don't get yeah. wrong, it's a, it is an impressive machine, but you'd think essentially being dead technology now, they would have done something about it. Nope, not at all. So, yeah, uh, yeah. there's not really much more you could say about it, is it? But hmm. I do think it's quite interesting how fast the pre-orders have sold yet. The thing that really annoys me is when new consoles are released, people who pre-order them and then stick them on eBay for stupid money. And, I mean, and let's be honest, a lot of people do do that, yeah. Well, but, I mean, it's going for like, like pre-orders are going for like a thousand pound, two thousand pounds on eBay and you're like, I mean, personally, I just refuse to spend that much money because A, it's over the odds for what it is anyway. You're not yeah. going to have any warranty because you're buying it second hand. And also, like all you're doing is justifying these people, ruin it for everybody else. I, th I think so. it's the justifying the people because people buy it for that price, and that's what's stupid. But for me, I suppose it's that thing of if you're a fan of it, there's a certain joy of getting it and stuff like that. I mean, the the one we've always talked about, of course, is baseball games. When you have the scalpers who go yeah. and literally sit in the crowd of baseball games to catch baseballs, they don't go because they like the game or they like the sport. They literally go to try and get these baseballs and then sell them for money. Yeah, like. And that, and you know, that that is a big thing in America. A lot of people do it at different kind of events as well. Um, but at the same time, like you know, the best moments, let's be honest, is um, you know when the little kid gets it or something and actually pass it on to the girl yeah. or something who hasn't got it. And you get a lot of those kind of moments. You know, it's it's not about the guy who goes to literally steal it from some kid's hand, yeah. which has happened. And there yeah, well, are videos about, it. and it's yeah. yeah, it's horrifying because it's like. You know, why are you doing that just to sell it on eBay? Like, you know, surely you've got better things to be doing with your time. Right? Well, so. no, that's clear the, the issue, isn't it? Like, yeah, mm. uh, they need something better to do, but all I want to do is uh, destroy it for everyone else instead. But no. Um, on that happy 
Yeah, it went very dark very fast, James. It went very dark, very dark, yeah. God. You mentioned scalpers yeah. and that was it I was away then. I was like, no. Yeah, it's, it's also like, I met the bathroom scalpers, like this is just feeding into that, that anger, right? Yeah, I'm, like, it's almost like you planned this. Um, uh, it's like you're talking about losing that control, I just want to see it, really. <laughs> you know I'm no, far too calculated to for that. <laughs> no, I know. Uh, I, mean, the yeah. best, I mean, the best story I've got, which, you know, we, we, I don't think we mentioned on the podcast before, is um, like me and Chris, we, we got, we, I'd like to think we've got a good relationship, Chris. You know, I'm going to be as bold as saying we've got a good relationship, but uh, we, we're quite playful in, in different things. Like, you know, um, this is turning out a bit weird. I don't mean it in that way. You're looking at me like <laughs> you're not sure where this is going and that's putting you on edge a little bit. I don't know. Um, but the best story I've got with me and you is when we were on your stag do, uh, we were watching the rugby and like we, we were kind of play fighting a little bit and you kind of hit me and my whole family around me because they hadn't really seen you and me kind of like fight like that or yeah. kind of like mess around were like Chris you can't do that what are you doing as if like you've done the worst thing in the world like you just come and punch me in the face and I'm there just <laughs> laughing like Haha, you're in trouble like just finding it the most hysterical thing ever um and well, that's one of the things that when you up and fell down the stairs <laughs> no that was well before that uh, yeah, essentially, I went from. Uh, I don't know if anybody's uh, ever been to the Rico Arena in Coventry, but we went for Leicester Tigers versus uh, Wasps. Um, we'd been drinking since what, 10 o'clock in the morning? And this yeah. was like about three o'clock in the afternoon. And when we were drinking, and when we were going hard, and I, I literally went uh, from. Excuse me? What was a very different party from the one I was at? Okay. <laughs> well, you, you weren't right. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so we were sitting quite high up and all the stairs are like solid concrete. So I was well, a bit drunk. <laughs> well, to be fair, I don't really remember it much. Um, <laughs> literally, I, I think I had about four pints and I smashed them in in about 20 minutes. Yep. And then I was like, ah, oh, we need more beer. So well, too bad, that was the, the best thing. You came with these four pints, you know, as you would normally do, and you put them down. I think my dad looked at you and said, Oh, cheers, mate, are you getting these? He's like, No, these are mine. <laughs> and he was like, Oh, okay. And then he went and got us a beer. <laughs> just like and I think by the time my dad came back, you drunk them all and he was just like, Oh, they he wasn't kidding, they they were for him, okay. <laughs> like <laughs> Stagno, you're alone. But yeah, uh, I went to go and get some more beers. And as I went to the stairs, I basically went from the top of the Rico into the bottom on these concrete <laughs> stairs. Where you notice both because you can hear everyone going, oh. I got to the bottom of the stairs, literally got up as if nothing happened and carried on walking. I'm like, style it out. <laughs> I think everybody was chasing you because we were like, shh, like what's happened here? Like we were running after you. And like, yeah. Um, but honestly, it's just funny because I think it was as you were coming back up the stairs, like a few people were just staring at you. Like one claps. There was one guy at the bottom who was clapping because you came back with beer, absolutely oblivious, fine, like didn't care. <laughs> like yes, my hero. Like, oh, well. Anyway, yeah. they don't aim high in Coventry. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was definitely a fun day uh, from what I remember, which isn't a lot of it. Right, so... I do remember uh, trying to get food down you and, like, the only thing we could find to get you was ice cream because that's all you wanted. <laughs> so I think, it was, I think it was your best man, like, Neil, he was just there trying to get you ice cream. So he's, like, rushing to the van to get you ice cream. <laughs> I think uh, what really, really pissed Neil off more than anything else was he was like, I just need to get some food in him. He'll be fine. So he went and queued up at this uh, pizza box. <laughs> Wait, ordered the pizza. 
got it cooked for me, handed it me, I went, cheers, mate, grabbed it out of his hand and just threw it straight in the bin. <laughs> I didn't know that part of the story. Just because I knew how long you waited to try and get the pizza, so I was like, oh. this is going to really annoy him. <laughs> oh, what's his reaction? Or can you uh, not sit on the podcast? <laughs> It was interesting. Um, interesting. Yeah, I, I can just remember the fury in his face and it was worth every second of it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> People say you're, 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 a, you're a psycho, but no. You're I'm not a psycho, I'm just very calculated. Um, yeah, so oh. moving on from that lovely story, which I'm sure my wife will be really impressed with that everybody knows now. Uh, yeah, so that was The Virtuous from Kirkstall Brewery. Now, so the around the world for this episode it's is... We've, we've gone far out of field, haven't we? We tried to go a bit exotic, a little bit more, you know, not burnt on Trent, but pretty close. Um. Yeah, so uh, this is called Buried at Sea, which is a milk stout from Galway Brewery in Ireland. So, um, we'll quickly do the reviews on this and then I'll fill in the backstory of why this is a, it's like an emergency backup, really. Uh, so it's a milk stout... Um, it's independent brewery founded in 2009, uh, owned and operated by a brewery based in Galway. No, shocker. West coast of Ireland. Uh, classic Sorry, styles. Galway, Galway <clears throat> Bay breweries in Galway. Yeah. Who saw that coming? Wow. Uh, brew the full spectrum of beer with a f- passion for quality and innovation. I wish we should find something a bit more exciting to pour in the cans. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah but, very little about the beer though, right? Yeah, 4.5%. It's got milk in it, water, barley, hops, and yeast. So, you're okay. more of the stout um, fan. So this oh, shall I go first like while you're talking about it? Yeah, I think, I think if you go first, because let's be honest, it's a stout, there'll be chocolate in it. It'll be milk and chocolate. This is what I'm expecting. Well, I'm, um, I'm, I haven't even drank it yet. All I've done is had a nose of it and I can already not, smell the fan. bitterness already. Uh, this is the kind of beer that we need a camera on you because I know it's it's really not the kind of beer you're a, normally a fan of. Um, oh, that face! <laughs> is it that bad? Like, we're just not sure. Weird. Okay, is um, it the milk stout part of it? Because I've had milk stouts before and they can be a bit odd at times. Yeah, that's possibly. Um, essentially, it is a slightly lighter stout, so not as heavy as something like a Guinness. Um, you do get a bitterness, you do get a creaminess from the milk as well. Um, yeah, because that is a much sweeter than Guinness already, I can tell from the smell. It's, uh, it has got, a, obviously, a distinctly stout bitter aftertaste to it, but there is, there is not a lot of complexity to it at all. Yeah. Um, there's definitely chocolate there. This thing is somebody who drinks a lot of stouts and porters. There's definitely the chocolate there um, in terms of flavour profile. It seems like a very standard milk stout though as well. Like it's not, I think, <laughs> massively complex in the grand scheme of things. Like it, it is yeah. what it is, a milk stout. Um, the things it, I think it's quite a sweet beer, um, but it is one that packs a lot of punch. The thing with stouts, they're quite heavy drinks. They're not yeah, it's a, it's a little bit lighter. Light. I don't um, think it's as heavy. I mean, it's not as no, it's not as um, light as that he knew we had a few episodes back. Yeah. Um, that one I thought was a bit more well-balanced, whereas this one, there's some elements to it I do enjoy, and there's elements to it I'm just like... Mm, I think what I don't like about it is 
it's almost it's it's not ice cream sundae level, but for me, there's a certain level of sweetness there that I'm not a massive fan of. Like I quite like that's probably the milk thing sounds, to say, I don't it for want. Me. Yeah, I don't like that sweetness. For me personally, I, I like it to be a bit more um, bitter. Um, just like yourself, and less sweet. Yeah, exactly. Less sweet, more bitter. You know, just like my <laughs> girlfriend. Fine, <laughs> she doesn't listen to the podcast. It's okay. Oh, you're so in trouble later. Um, yeah, so that's buried at sea. It's a milk stout. There's not really much more you can say about yeah. it. Uh, I say a little bit lighter. Has a little bit of hint of sweetness to it, but nothing that. Not like the Lucaria, which was the. Um, Salted caramel porter we had yeah. in the last episode. Well, I actually, I, ironically enough, after I actually got my taste buds back, uh, I actually ended up really enjoying that. I actually bought a, another can of it after. Uh, so it hasn't quite got that level of sweetness or complexity to it. Um, no, but it, I, it is definitely lighter than a Guinness. We've got we've got a few um, Galway Bay Brewery uh, beers. Um, I think me and you have actually had one just one by itself i think it's a random beer already as well um i'm trying to think probably um and we the thing is I, I was, yeah I'm, I'm a bit i'm a bit disappointed because actually the, these guys are known for quite a few of their different stouts um and they do have quite a few different ones and some of them are meant to be really good um to the point that my uh, my mate who's a massive stout drinker basically said their standard stout, their main version of stout, is probably the best stout he's ever had, even better than some oh, of okay. Guinness, and he's a massive Guinness fan. So um, I think I was expecting a bit more now. I know you've got a can, haven't you, and I've actually got the yes. bottle on this one. Yeah, so, so that I might imagine... change it slightly for me. Because yeah. um, actually, I, I, think, I don't know. I, maybe that I don't know. For me, it's just it is quite sweet. Like there is a lot of sweetness there for me. I don't think there's a lot um, of sweetness, but again, that's because you drink a lot more stouts than me. Because so, yeah. for me, I do, I do find stouts have a quite an overpowering um, bitterness to them. And yeah. if there's not anything else in there for me, it, just a lot of the flavors can get lost. So I'm getting better with them because the more different yeah. styles of, of beers we drink nowadays. Yeah, but it's still not something I would rush to go and have. No, I, I think for me, it, it's my kind of go-to winter drink, if I'm honest, where, um, you know, if I if I go to a pub during the summer, I tend to get something like Peroni or Amstel on draft or something like that, potentially as like Easy my standard go-to. Easy drinking, right? Whereas actually towards the towards winter, my go-to drink is Guinness. Um, it's it's the bit of irony in me because you know how much I love Ireland. I love Ireland. Um, so... <laughs> I'm still trying to bring it back, right? I'm trying to save from that one kind of... <laughs> James, that, ep- that random episode where you just went off on a tangent, <laughs> I don't think there's any way you're ever going to say that. If anything, mate, just own it. You, you, you dropped no, the ball up, mate. No, just... no, because I, I don't, don't know, know why, why you... I said that. Yeah, exactly. I don't know why either. Uh, what I would say is... Get, uh, I'm Guinness surprised you didn't get lynched for your family, to be honest. I don't, I don't know. Listen. Um... <laughs> Some do, and you know they do. Some do, that's true. Um, but yeah, no, I, I'm a massive fan of Guinness. For me, whenever I have stouts and stuff, that I tend to measure it to a Guinness because Guinness is my baseline for this kind of drink. Um, because Guinness, I find quite easy drinking, you know, fairly kind of consistent as well. Um, Guinness for me is probably the most consistent pint I, I've ever had um, because Guinness tends to be the same no matter where you get it. It's very rare that you don't. I just don't get the appeal with it. It's the same. I know it, it's one of those you you know it's the marmite of beers in my opinion like you either love it or you hate it very few yeah. people are in between on it um 
you know, the best thing I've ever had though is um, a petrol bomb, which is basically a pint what? of Guinness, a pint of Guinness, Jameson's and Bailey's, basically all in one drink. That might be your nightmare. Horrific. Yeah, um, but yeah. yeah. Well, there was, um, I was drinking <laughs> Guinness once and I did quite enjoy it. But basically, because uh, I was working behind the bar at the time, um, and it was a lock-in. I mean, the pub's not there you meant to drink? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, good. Oh, pub, back in the day when I did it, it didn't make any difference. Um, <laughs> but basically, what we're doing is we had a, lot, a bottle of Tia Maria, and in the bottom of the glass, you'd stick about an inch worth of Tia Maria in the bottom, so probably about four shots, five shots, yeah. and then just top it up with Guinness. And essentially, it tastes a bit like a uh, coffee milkshake. Um which is great because the first one literally just like bang, like two minutes gone. Second one again, nice and easy, you know, bang, get that gone. And the halfway about the third one, you'll be like, okay, I'm struggling there. And you take your water to finish it off and then you try and have a fourth one, you just won't be able to because you were so full. But then you make the mistake of trying to go for a was that uh, the legs do not work after that. However, <laughs> fantastic drink. Uh, Fantastic drink. Okay, fair enough. From what I remember, I don't think I've tried that one, so that that would be uh, we want to go for. Well, added to the list. Uh, yeah, so um, this buried at sea is actually a last minute change up because I'd actually managed to get two IPAs from America, uh, which I was really yeah, looking so forward to trying. Yeah, these were quite rare beers, right? Like you haven't seen them very often. Yeah, um, you know. So when I went around to uh, drop them at James's doorstep, uh, I got them out of the car. Uh, happened to drop a can on the floor, and it exploded instantly. And it just so happened to be that uh, rare can of beer. So the, yeah, that was uh, uh, angry. Is definitely a understatement. Um, the best thing is my my girlfriend went around at the time and she was like, Chris doesn't look happy. Like, what's wrong? What's happened? What's happened? He's like, oh, he just dropped a beer. He's like, oh, God, oh, I feel sorry for Danny. Was, <laughs> <laughs> she just knew you were going to be in a bad mood. So, oh, God, no, like, you know. Um, <laughs> There's a lot of time and effort that goes into these, so it gets very annoying when you were... Uh, it's hard enough I'm to scramble to, to the, the new style anyway, so yeah, the fact yeah. I'm actually managed to get something really interesting and then... And the thing is, like, it. you know, some of the others potentially, like, the Faith, I've seen around quite a bit as well and stuff like that, but, you know... Yeah, it's, it's not the one that you can find. get easily, no, 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 no. Exactly, it would have to be, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's always the awesome one, so... Yeah, so I was uh, a little bit annoyed. But yeah, so that's the reason why I had to change it last minute. But, uh, yeah, shall we go for our sports section then, James? Um, yeah, I mean, um, if I'm honest, mate, there isn't really any big sporting news. Well, football uh, started. Really. The new season has started for that. Um, yeah, but would, uh, is there any kind of big news, you know, that you want to talk about? Yeah, know? Green Bay off to a 3-0 start in the NFL, so uh, that's, yeah. that's quite good. Um, Saracens haven't made it to the Heineken Cup final. Which I was devastated about. Oh, yeah, uh, obviously we're big rugby fans, and I think I've made my uh, disdain for Saracens clear ever since yep. they were proven at cheating. I don't mind losing, but I hate cheats. That's just always yep. been my thing. I don't like anybody who cheats. So the fact that they didn't make it to the uh, semi-final, that the final, makes me happy. Uh, but I think there's a lot of people that would agree with that, apart from Saracens fans, but. No one cares about their Yeah, no, I, anyway. I think a lot of people agree with that, right? 
I mean, we've said that in the past about some of the Patriots stuff as well and stuff like that. You know? Well, yeah. So, um, but extra Chiefs yeah. have actually got through to the uh, first ever final, I believe. So, obviously, we're cheering them on. Hopefully, uh, we bring it back to the UK. So, yeah, Premiership Rugby has kind of been uh, Premiership Rugby. Uh, you had the Heineken uh, Champions Cup uh, and then the uh, Challenge Cup as well, which is like the tier below. Yeah, uh, they're they're on the semi-finals are just gone, so the their finals are coming up now. So that's quite it's just something going on, isn't it? And again, it's that consistency which is the most important thing, really. So it's just things seem to be coming back a bit more to the norm. Yeah. Um. Obviously, been watching the uh, Motel GP as well. So, um, it's a very very open season uh, this year when it comes to the Motel GP. There's no one really, it seems really strange because Mark Marquez, who's the, um, is the person to beat on MotoGP by the moment. But he's out now, right? Yeah, so, he's been out all season yeah, uh, with two injuries on his arm. So essentially, it is, the championship is a free grab to anybody that wants to take it. And genuinely seems like no one wants it because there's been so many different winners. There's like things have just been going off left, right and centre, mechanical issues, silly mistakes, like, Attitudes and it's like it's literally there for the taking for anybody who wants it. And yeah, no, it seems, seems like every, everybody's head's just not not in the right place with the whole thing, isn't it? Yeah, I, I think it's also like they um, like they got so excited that the fact that Marcus isn't there, they've kind of forgot that they actually need to race to win the championship. <laughs> so yeah. um, it's like, oh, Marquez won't be as oh wait, does that mean I have to? Do- oh, oh. well, the smart money's obviously on Fabio Quattararo. Um I don't know. I, think, I get the feeling that he's going to be challenging for it for a long time. So I kind of like mm. someone like uh, Joanne Mir or um, Pekka Bagnaya to kind of step up to the plate. I love Andrea De Vizio, so I would love him to finally get a championship. But mm. uh, at the moment, there he's definitely struggling with the setup of the Ducati. So uh, so much so he's actually quit from Ducati. So he's not looking forward. Yeah, he's not working with them moving forward. So. Yeah, I just don't know. It seems it seems like a an interesting one to watch, and I generally couldn't place who I think was going to win at the moment. If anything, I was going to I'd, I'd let you take a point on an outside bet and see what happens. Um, really? Yeah, genuinely. Um, Brad Binder, the rookie in the MotoGP, is looking consistently good. As if he can put a couple of results together again, that's someone who could potentially do it. Yeah. It's, it's such a strange, strange year when it comes to MotoGP. I mean, which is always going to be anyway. But let's be honest, it's a strange year for all sport, right? I mean, the strangest thing that I've seen happening um, is, you know, I never thought I'd say this, but but Lightning has struck twice, right? You know, sad to say. I know you've been skating over the whole thing, so skating over. <laughs> oh, that, Are that you was laughing a... at your own pun. Oh my! No, I really God, am. James. I think it's, <laughs> you are lovely. It's, it's like it was, it was an accidental. Part, that, right? that, okay, there's too much glee in your face for that to be accidental. No, 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 it was accidental. That's the best thing about it. That's why I find it so funny. Oh, anyway, do you want to talk about what's been happening with NHL and Stanley Cup? That's yes. what I was trying to go onto, and I know you knew that, and you've been purposely going off on this massive tangent about every other sport. We'll just have Chris Sport Hour. I was like, just get to it, Chris. Jesus. Oh. Who said I was going to mention it? I mean, you know me, I'm stubborn. If you want me to do something, I'm going to do the exact opposite. That's generally how it works. Uh, yes, yeah, so as James has alluded to, um, the Stanley Cup 
finals game six finished last night. Tampa Bay Lightning, Tampa Bay Lightning actually managed to win the Stanley Cup, which, to be honest with me, as I said, it wasn't the elation of it. It's actually it was genuine the relief, um, yeah. the fact that I've actually finally managed to get that cup. I think we've got potential to actually win a couple more over the next couple of years, or at least one more. Um, but it's all honest, about the momentum right and stuff like that, right? To be honest, what I actually think one of the biggest turning points, I mean, is we've got a couple of youth players that are really, really good. So like Yanni Gore, Braden Point, um, Mikhail Sergachev. Yeah, they're kind of good. We've got our key older players, so uh, like Steven Stamkos, who played the grand total of two minutes in the finals. Um, <laughs> that was across all six games as well. Oh, really? uh, yeah, two minutes and 29 seconds, I believe, is his full spec time across the whole finals, which was different. definitely more of a token. I mean, he managed to score a goal in that time, which was more than what the uh, Dallas Stars captain did in 12 games. But <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's it, right? Because it's um, the it's best seven game, isn't it, the Stanley Cup final between... Yeah. Yeah, Dallas Stars and um, Lightning. Um, and I think I think what, what was the best game for me is because, let's be honest, by game five, you know, it was 3-1 to Bolts. And it kind of looked like they'd almost got it in the bag. Um, and actually, I'd watched that game. I haven't actually watched the final yet. So I know the outcome, of course, because it's really hard to miss something like that because it's all over social media. I mean, well, some people have even changed their cover photos and profile pictures. Uh, profile so. picture has got a banner on it. My cover photo is uh, <laughs> Stephen Stamkos lifting the cup. Yeah. Uh, my uh, private Facebook feed is literally just Tampa Bay Lightning. Every single thing you could possibly yeah. see. Uh, yeah, I should say. But I'm what waiting I, long enough. What I was gonna say, yeah. So it's actually nice to be able to enjoy. Yeah, the only game I properly watched fully was game five, which for the most part had quite a lot of boring parts to it. But um, for me, it was the overtime, which is actually what Stars came back to. And the best part about that for me was Corey Perry, because I love Corey Perry, of course, because he came from the Ducks originally. And he's only, you know, this is his first year on Stars, isn't it? So, um, and he basically scored the two overtime Goals, which let's be honest, it's all Ducks ever do. If they ever do win anything, it's normally overtime. Wait, wait, wait. They very Ducks rarely win. win but uh, how you yeah, they to do get, win. Have you managed to get win. the Stanley Cup final where Tampa Bay win and you still mention that crap team that you follow? Exactly. That's the segue I needed. I just want to make sure they're in there. And the I'm only... mentioning an ex Ducks player, not even a current Ducks player, an ex Ducks player. The best part about uh, the two games we actually lost in the finals. <laughs> were games that where we had very like basically no rest in between. Yeah. So uh, the first game that we lost was to the Stars. They'd had four days rest and we had one. Yeah. After a massive amount of overtime. Uh, game five, there was like, literally that was the back-to-back the next night after game that, four. Yeah, that was back-to-back next night. Yeah. <clears throat> so... But I think what was good about that is by the end of it, it did look like Bolts had actually won it because that was the difference because it was the kind of only overtime... Actually, no, actually game four was overtime, wasn't it? I think about it. Yeah. Yeah, game four was overtime as well. But I think it was just the fact it was a two-goal overtime, like a proper comeback kind of thing. Because that, that isn't necessarily as common. Like, sometimes you get an overtime yeah. kind of um, draw or something like that, or one goal to clinch it. But to kind of get two goals in overtime by the same player as well, again, not the captain, because, you know... <laughs> yeah, Thomas Aguin, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's on our list, plan. I think. Yeah, definitely a good plan, so... But no, uh, yeah, so massive relief. Uh, I'm now just trying my hardest not to spend all my money on the uh, Stanley Cup Champions merch, to be fair, which is uh, 
proven quite difficult. I'm sure my wife. Well, has you've got to add to your cap collection, right? Like you need hats. I do so. want the cap. I also want the t-shirt. So. Oh. <laughs> Good thing Christmas is coming. Who knows? Mm. <laughs> Hint, hint. hint, uh, hint. Shame your wife doesn't watch the podcast, but watch it. Yeah. Watch, watch. Uh, so that's my sister. That's my. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I hate yes, it. my wife is your sister, James. That's generally how it works. Um, <laughs> if only people could see the anger and disappointment on your own face. <laughs> what? I'm not angry, Chris. You, you were born angry. No, I wasn't. <laughs> High pitch, you know I'm lying. <laughs> you know, I'm lying. No, I'm not. But yeah, so uh, that's the NHL. So that's brought the season to a close. Uh, I do believe at the moment it's still up in the air, but when the new season is starting, I think originally they were looking at maybe starting one straight away. Yeah. But I think because of how much time that pe- these people have spent inside the bubbles away from their family, I think they're now told me the idea of a December start, so they get a good bit of yeah. rest and recovery. I mean, you know, it'll be good having the Ducks back in it, right? I think that's what everybody wants to Nobody see. cares about the Ducks. Um, the other thing I've been following quite a lot is uh, Seattle Kraken. Um, <laughs> Pardon? You know, Seattle Kraken. Yeah. What, what did you think I said? Don't look at me. <laughs> Nothing else. Continue. <laughs> um, uh, the best part about it, because, of course, they're the, they're, they're the kind of new team based in Seattle for the NHL. They're not new, they don't um, actually exist at the moment. Well, they don't exactly, but they go, yeah. Why are you looking at me like this? Uh, but the best thing is they've been getting on with, um, uh, there's been some great marketing stuff done with the actual crack and run like, people, and they've been really getting on board. I don't know why the way you're saying crack and really making... What? Why? I don't know. Okay, just... I, you know what? You know I hate my voice, and you bring this, you, you know, it just doesn't help me with my confidence issues, Chris, you know. I mean, at no point did I ever say I was actually going to try and boost your confidence. No, um, you didn't, but I was hoping more than anything else. You hope as much so. as you want to, it's not going to happen. Uh, right, I know. so... Should we, should we move on? Should we move on from my pain and suffering? Oh, wait, that's eternal. Okay, let's... <laughs> <laughs> oh. Right, yeah, so the wild card for this episode uh, is from Drogate Brewery, which is... Crossing the Rubicon, which is an Indian Pale Ale. Now, this one is 6.9%, James. So, it was wild card yeah. for A, the style of the can, because it looks absolutely yeah. mental. Uh, 6.9%, again, that's a crazy ABV. Now, the thing that really kind of confused me with it uh, is the description. So, it says, a pale golden, big-hitting, Ouija, West Coast IPA, with mango, passion fruit, citrus honey, bitter, and finish hoppy ending. Now, I already disagree with the colour, because that doesn't look particularly golden to me. I'd say that was more of an amber colour. Yeah. Yeah, I can kind of see what you do. Yeah, but it's not massively off that in terms of branding. It's also... I wonder if it's different, like bottle draft or whatever, versus can or stuff like that. You never know. Possibly, but again, it's, it's, it's going it in the can. can. It should. Yeah, I know, but it can be thing. Um, what what can is be thing? Like That's beautiful English. Can, it can be Please thing. Continue. It can be thing. You know why they haven't got me on radio, BBC Radio One yet? I don't know. Like, can be thing. I mean, guys. Prefer radio small like than telly. I mean, with that face. <laughs> yeah, we just let the silence <laughs> cut it dead there. Wow. <laughs> Wow, I mean, you're, it's rich coming from you. To be honest, well, so, my mom says I'm beautiful. 
Well, yeah. Anybody else? Oh, yeah, that's a lie. No. My mom never said that to me in my life. <laughs> no, I, I think what she said is you were a beautiful boy, weren't you, with your curls when you were younger, and then something went wrong, I think. What, you know. what do you mean? Ever told us which one's married? That's true. You got lucky there. But, you know. I did, I, but I, we don't I, ask I, that question because uh, <laughs> we, we don't ask what my wife sees in me because she'll probably realise she made a mistake. Uh, anyway, so the cross in the room, Nikon. <laughs> so, what I was going to say is, I was going to let, let you have a swig first because I've actually tried this already. Okay, previously. Now you tell me. Yeah, I know. I'm always, uh, and there's a reason because, of course. Is that because uh, I was raging and I dropped them off? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> so Dry Great Brewing Company, these are the ones we tried before, which was the Disco forklift truck. Yep, which um, uh, since really I've nice, discovered was, that, I have spent an absolute fortune on. Which is an amazing drink and was one of our kind of standouts. That was the Mango Pale Ale. And part of the reason I've tried this is I went looking for more of that and saw this at the same time and bought it at the same time because I really wanted to try it. Um, and the thing is, I love the Mango Session. And when I saw this was essentially Mango Passion Fruit, IPA, I was like, yes, need, I need to try. So I've, I've, I have had this a few times, which kind of says that I like it already, bluntly speaking. But um, what's your thoughts on it? Um, I'm thinking my taste buds are still recovering from the stout, if I'm honest. Yeah, I think um, it's very hard to go from a stout to this. Um, but I think for me, what I really liked about it when I had it is... Um, it's kind of the tropical fruit aspects to it because you definitely get kind of that tropical kind of thing, not as kind of mangoey in terms of like juiciness as potentially the Magnet yeah. Disco Forklift truck. But I think it's also got this kind of nice sweetness. There's almost um, kind of honey taste to it as well, which you do get in some of the kind of, kind of the sweeter aftertaste in terms of thing. And I, I think it's a good combination. I'm kind of picking up the, the hints of honey. I don't yeah. understand what no. uh, means by that. I do think it might be slightly overpowered with the alcoholic volume. Um, so it's it's one of those weird ones where I personally, I wouldn't say it tastes six point nine percent. No, it doesn't. I could, but I, I can taste the alcohol in it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you That's... can definitely taste the alcohol. But the other thing is, you can definitely taste the hops as well. Like it has a very bitter finish to it, which I think sometimes yeah. makes it kind of taste more alcoholic not that that's what you're tasting mm. but it's kind of because it is incredibly bitter aftertaste like yeah because i'm getting the fruitiness at the start and then i'm kind of getting um yeah there's a bitterness but then like a kind of honey smoothness at the end so i do see what i mean with the description um it's I don't know you, quite what I'm expecting unsure, yeah but again i'm not too sure if my taste buds have been affected by the buried at sea so, I don't really know. Yeah, I know you mean. It's almost like it, you might just want to have one of the others as kind of a palate cleanser because we do do that occasionally just because when you do have something as overpowering as a stout, it's really hard to then go to an IPA or something like that because just said very contrasting kind of flavour profiles of beer. So, mm. it can make you think, oh, that doesn't taste as good. And I'm not going to lie, the amount of times we've, we've finished recording an episode and then tried the beers a little bit that we've got left over and been like, Oh, actually, my order's completely changed, and that happens so often when we've tried them over again, yeah. haven't it? So, um, hmm. you're still not sure, are you? No, there's elements to it I enjoy, and there's elements that I'm not enjoying. Um, okay. I think also, though, because you do kind of associate it with the disco forklift truck, which 
He's a very different style of beer. Yeah. He's one I really do enjoy. Yeah. And that is far fruitier. And yeah, I mean, in terms of like which ones you can definitely session on, that is is so, so drinkable. This is a bit harsher. Um, it's not the kind of one you can have all night. It's definitely but one or un- two kind I of I understand things, why you would like this because yeah. there's those elements that you enjoy in, in the Yeah, exactly. For, for me, from an IPA point of view, this has everything I want. At the same time, it is 6.9%, so it's not something you should have a lot of in the, in the blood. Agreed. Because, you know, agreed, yeah. So. No, well, I'll let you uh, do your order first because I think I've done the last couple. Okay, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, because I mean, this is this is what it always comes down to. So, um, if I'm honest, my top two, I'm finding very hard to place. Okay. Oh, and my bottom two, I'm finding very hard to place. Um, I reckon. Like. I reckon. I you reckon? What would your guess? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would reckon you'd probably go virtuous last. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Buried at sea, then faith, then crossing the Rubicon. You're very close. You're very close. There's only the middle ones that you've got the wrong way around. So, oh, right, okay. put, yeah, so I put virtuous last because if I'm honest, it is drinkable. You can drink it. But for me, there's just not enough there. It's so plain, very dry, not enough flavor for me. Um, and so that's kind of there. Northern Monk Faith. Like the thing is, I've had quite a few Northern monks, and there are other Northern monks I like more. Um, but the I thing think, is, though, this, this no, is I'm not rating I have... it. I know I'm not rating it on other Northern monks. I'm but just you do this every, every time. There's a Northern monk, you say exactly the same, and then you rate the Northern monk against other Northern monks. And you're like, no, I that's do. Against the I rules. do. I know, but I'm not. I'm not. I am. I'm picking. It you're not. But you are. The other beers. <laughs> no, no. I am picking the position on the other beers. What I would say is it is it is incredibly nice i would say it's a lot more fruity and drinkable than the virtuous in terms of the session pale um it is a very pleasant drink i can drink a lot of that on kind of a summer um but the thing is for me this is all based on the types of beer that i like and you know the two beers i've always said on the podcast that i like a lot of are ipas and stouts they're my kind of two main categories so um i would say in this case the galway bay buried at sea milk stout it's very nice stout, but I think for me, it's just a little bit too sweet. You know, I'm not a massive fan of kind of some of the ice cream sundae porters and kind of stuff like that. And I'm not saying it, it goes to that extreme, but it's definitely elements of that. So yeah, in terms of the sweetness. And then at the top, has to be crossing the Rubicon because the thing is, I also know that I've, of all of them, because I have tried it, I have bought this several times. So I know it's good and I, I'm a fan of it already. So I'm already kind of, acclimatized to it so it's always gonna of the four beers be the one i'm gonna kind of gravitate towards um and to be fair i just think it's a really good mixture it's got all the elements that i like from a a beer in terms of some of the elements of the fruitiness and the tropical nature of some more of the session beers but at the same time it's got the hoppiness of the ipa that i love um and i think it's just a good mixture of the two okay so i wasn't too far off there with us no you weren't too far off yeah, yeah. Uh, right, so my order. Uh, last place, what do you reckon? Virtuous. Incorrect. Very are you gonna, I, I get a goal. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. No, sorry, yeah. I'm, I was like, it's so bad, it's got to be that, right? No, okay, that's fine. Right. Yeah, so uh, very to see. Oh, then, to be fair, although it had elements actually I did enjoy, stouts aren't just mine. They're just not my style of beer. Yeah. I'm not massively drawn to them in any way, shape, or form. In third place, what do you reckon? Virtuous. 
I'll just keep saying it. It'll be right once. Nope. Um, crossing the Rubicon. You're putting the crossing the Rubicon. Okay, I'm surprised by that because, okay, well, what about crossing the Rubicon? Don't you like versus the Virtuous? Because the Virtuous for me just isn't enough there. Like, it's so bland and plain. Is that just because it's so inoffensive that there's something about crossing the Rubicon that is I mean, to be fair, I'll come to the Virtuous after I've done the crossing the Rubicon. I mean, that's yeah. kind of how this works. <laughs> yeah, I, but you know what I mean, though. Like with the crossing the Rubicon, there's elements to the beer that yeah. I, I do really enjoy. I just, to be honest, I just don't think it's the quite the right fusion. Okay. Um, there's something in it that's just making the balance just not quite work for me. Um. So, with regards to that, that's the reason why it's gone to third place. In okay. second place is the Virtuous. Uh, I'm actually finding it quite a nice drink after I've gone over the fact that the description for the beer is completely wrong. It's not, okay, an, ar- yeah. it's not, it's not an aromatic session IPA at all. No. It, it's a pale ale. And that's exactly what it is. And if you treat it as a pale ale, it's actually quite a nice drink. But so, as a, if, the problem is if you're, you're analysing it as an aromatic session IPA, for me, I would say, not what it is. I, I would say it's just a session IPA. I don't think it's a pale ale. I think there's too much hoppiness there, in my opinion. There's just too much hoppiness to count that as a, like a session ale. No. A session ale. No, no, you're just no. wrong. That's fine. Anyway, and, and your first place. Oh, I'm place. not wrong. So, first, uh, and what's your first opinion. place? <laughs> what, Sorry, what's with the weird place? pose? What weird pose? <laughs> I always look like this. Carry on. What's your uh, first? Uh, well, one thing I have noticed as you did that weird kind of pose thing. Uh, how weird do your fingers bend out? <laughs> All right. I mean, I, I feel like as, as good as visual gags are on a audio podcast. Well, it's it's one of the things that I'm quite though. concerned at, like the shapes that you hand up pulling. Like, I don't know if anybody's ever watched the Goldbergs uh, show. But <laughs> basically, the person who plays Barry's got very weird fingers, and you've kind of got that vibe, I'm afraid. But there's nothing weird about these. There's a lot wrong. Uh, right, so in uh, the first know, place... I'm going to ask my girlfriend if I've got weird fingers. Anyway, carry on, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Too many jokes, not enough time. <laughs> Too uh, jokes, right, so, <laughs> yeah, in first place, it is uh, Face from North Monk. I hadn't had it until I posted it couple of weeks yeah. back and actually I've uh, I've actually quite enjoyed it I don't I think, think there's yeah, been just, a, I think these I think these yeah. beers have been quite close together um, they're all very non-offensive right it, it's quite good when we get one I would say it's more it is more of a non-offensive like, um, selection there's no yeah. real overall outstanding standout winner um, so fact, I, I should have guessed you, the stout should have been your last I, and that was just a mine thing i am surprised by your middle in terms of order uh northern monk i kind of guess would be your go-to if i'm honest because you are more pale than kind of ipa in terms Not of like, the hoppiness and stuff that. I've this one, Charles, like, oh wow okay <laughs> Just dis- not angry just disappointed okay. your tagline uh right well thank you very much people uh Episode 20 is now done and dusted. We're now back on schedule. So hopefully we can get everything just to continue as you would normally expect it. So uh, obviously this has been close to the last episode that we released, but we are back to our normal two-week schedule now. So uh, moving forward, uh, obviously 
hopefully nothing another hopefully another curveball doesn't come and uh, cause us any issues but yeah uh, thank you very much for all your patience and thank you very much for listening and sharing the, the yeah. posts as well and yeah we'll be speaking to you in episode 21 see you bye <laughs>